Welcome to Worship Call with Bible teacher Buzz Lawback. Buzz is the pastor of Grace Chapel Bible Ministries located in Duncan, South Carolina. This ministry is dedicated to the verse-by-verse teaching of God's Word and discipleship programs aimed at strengthening the faith of God's people. Now here's today's message. Matthew twenty four fourteen. But the one who endures till the end, he will be saved. This is the fourth day of the week in God's created order. The seventh day of the second month of 2024th year of our Lord. And this is another fine day in the Lord. Father in heaven, thank you for this opportunity this morning. A meeting together, your grace, your mercy, your mercy is renewed each and every morning. We're excited for the day. We're excited for the time in which you've, you've placed us. We thankful, Heavenly Father, and we're looking forward to that day when we will depart here to meet our Lord in the air. And so we shall be forever with Him. We pray, Heavenly Father, that you open our hearts to the study of your word this morning. I pray, Heavenly Father, that you Bypass the frailties uh, and the the limitations of the speaker, and may the Spirit uh, move our hearts. We pray these things in Christ's name. Amen. And it, it certainly is another fine day in the Lord as we continue on with the Olivet Discourse. The apostles, once again, the, the disciples are saying, hey, tell us, uh, talking to Jesus, tell us when these things are going to take place and the sign of your coming. So, uh, let, let me do a little correction here. How's that? There we go. Clear me out a little bit. I had a, had a rough time waking up this morning. That kind of looked up there. That, that fit the mood right there, didn't it? So, we left off yesterday with the uh, Sozo. Uh, our passage, Matthew twenty four thirteen, the verse, But the one endures to the end will be saved. We have to look a look. Salvation, like other words in the Bible, salvation and and love, you need to define your terms. We have to define our terms here. In regards to salvation, uh, there is the word sozo. And that Greek word sozo, uh, for in our, often in our context, living in the church age, and and as as the bride of Christ, we're we're seeing two things. So first of all, the word is sozo, to be delivered, to be saved, and we see that in three different contexts in our day. And justification, it's to be saved from the penalty of sin. When we trust in the Lord Jesus Christ for eternal life, uh, we are born again. We are now new creatures in Christ. And one of the many things that, one of the many advantages to this is our sins have been forgiven us. We're no longer under the wrath of God against unrighteousness. We're not in that category. But we are saved beings and never to lose that salvation. We have been justified. And in the order or the tense of it is we have been saved. We, if you are a believer in the Lord Jesus Christ, you say you have been saved. And what have we been saved from? The penalty of sin. There is also sanctification. And sanctification is saved from the power of sin over our lives. 
when we are at the moment that we are saved, we knew just enough to enough just enough information, the gospel, to come into this life to respond to it and and trust in the in, in the message about the Christ and his work on the cross to redeem us, to bring us into the life. But now there is still power of sin within our lives, as Paul says in Romans chapter seven about the power of sin, that there's nothing good in me. We have we are still in a body of corruption. So sanctification is that process of of taking in the Word of God and, and establishing our spiritual priorities that we're moving from a creature that's subjected to the power of sin to coming out of that into a, 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 a growing in grace. And that's what Peter says, grow in grace in the knowledge of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ to uh, walking righteously. So justification is positional. We enter into the family. Sanctification is how we live within that family, how we live righteously. And thirdly, there is glorification in the saved from the presence of sin. And we're going to be taken out of this life and we're taken away from this body of corruption and we're going to receive a new body, a new, a new body, a new resurrected body without the presence of sin within it. The, the application that we're making here in, in Revelation is somewhat different. It, it is different. The deliverance here that we see in context to the end of the age is this. Salvation related to the tribulational saints is enduring the time to enter into the millennial reign of Christ. And our points of doctrine yesterday, we had, we had mentioned or, or laid out the fact that there's... In our age, in the church age, what we're looking for is the rapture of the church. What we're looking for is to be removed from this earth, to meet our Lord in the air. Uh, it is different from the second advent where Christ comes down and sets up, sets up His earthly reign. So we are looking to be removed while the tribulational saints is looking for the Lord to return. And that's in context with what the the disciples are asking, when is the sign of your return? So, we we also spoke up yesterday about the love of many that will grow cold. See, in this time, and we're dealing with the time of the tribulation. We're dealing with the time that I believe the church is no longer here. The church has been removed. And now there is a new body of believers. They are the Jews and the Jews. They are also the tribulational saints, the Gentiles, who also believe. Not not a part of the body of Christ. That body, the bride of Christ, has been removed. But there are believers in on the earth at that time. And during that time, there's no going to be no coexistence, no tolerance for those who are Jews. And those who stand by the Jews, those who support the Jews. We saw this, we, we spoke also yesterday about trends and uh, patterns. We see this through history. Study 
it's it's fascinating to look at uh, in recent history, a relatively recent history, World War II, with the persecution of the Jews. You see the pattern going on. There were those Jews, and the, uh, Hitler was Satan's man, and he was doing Hitler was doing everything, and it cost him the war, by the way, because his irrational hatred. I'll call it supernatural hatred for the Jews. He took all of his assets. Rather than fighting the war, uh, rather than fighting the war, he used all of his assets to destroy the Jews, to do everything that he can could to wipe them out. And uh, there were also those who supported the Jews, such as the Corey Tim Bloom. You've read the book, The Hiding Place, where the, where the Tim Bloom family, the father, they were clockmakers, and they hid the Jews. They were, they, were, uh, they were Gentiles, but they believed, they were Christians, they believed in the Word of God. They knew that the Jews were God's people, and they supported them. So this is what this pattern we're going to see going into the tribulation. There are going to be those Gentiles who will support. More about that when we get to the sheep and goat judgment, because Jesus, the statement: When have we seen you cold? When we have seen you hungry, naked, in prison? When we have? And Jesus says to them, the sheep on the right says, "When you do this for, when you when you have done this for my brothers." You've done it for me. Talking to the Gentiles during that time. That's going to also go into, be saved going into the millennial reign of Christ. So the many will grow cold. There's going to be no coexistence. There's going to be no tolerations. It will be seen that Christians, Jews and, not Christians, but Jews and the, the saints are these who, who call upon the name of the Lord they, they, it's going to be viewed as, as they will be the only holdouts to this one world order that if it wasn't for them you see they're going to have a dynamic leader during that time it's going to be the Antichrist and I, I don't believe that, that President Trump is, is the Antichrist but I do believe that there's a lot of parallels between how they, how the people swoon and and if and they they're loyal to Trump and if anybody says anything against them, they become they there's there's some scorn leveled against them and all that. There is a but more so, this one world leader is going to have the same type of dynamics. He's going to be popular. He's going to be charismatic. People are going to trust him. They're going to listen to his words. And if he says this, there's going to be a large population that's going to believe it. This is the answer to our woes. You can also go back to the dynamics of Hitler and the charismatic character that Hitler was. Where Watch for this and be leery of this. And this is certainly going to happen during the tribulation with the Antichrist. So when the Antichrist... Says, so, you know, everything's going great. We've made a lot of headway. 
but we still, but the only thing that's standing between uh, the pro and the, uh, the problems that we still have in this world to make this a united world is the Jewish people, is the is Israel, and everybody that supports Israel. And next thing you know, there, and it's not going to be. And then all of a sudden, there's going to be an open season upon the Jews throughout the whole world and throughout the believers throughout the whole world. The difference then with other times in the world where there was an all-out season is when there was persecution, as there is persecution today, it was limited to nations. It was limited to geographical locations. But with the one world order, no longer. With the one world order, there's going to be it's going to be global. Persecution will go will come to the global stage. The war, another example. The war now that is raging in the Middle East started on October seventh, and when the Hamas invaded and came in, they indiscriminately killed men, women, and children. Rape, kill, pillage, and burn. They raped them. They decapitated them. They, it was horrendous. And then former President Obama is quoted in a speech. This is from the Times of Israel uh, and other media resources. Let me bring this up. And he's quoted with saying, that what, that what Hamas did was horrific. And there's no justification for it. And what is also true is that the occupation, talking about Israel and claiming that they're occupying a land that doesn't belong to them, that the occupation and what is happening in, to Palestinians is unbearable, he says to an applause. Didn't mention Israel. Didn't mention the Jews. But that's who he's talking about, claiming that they are invaders of the land that belongs to them. And we can go on into that, but you, not only with what he says here and blaming Israel for what happened, not to Hamas, but also the, his audience that, that gave him a roaring applause. This is just an example of the world's attitude toward Israel. The lawlessness will allow for killing without recompense during the tribulation for everyone who proclaims the name of Christ. That's, it's, yes, you could say that it's going on today in geographical areas. And again, I tell you, it is, will be on a global scale under the one world charismatic leader who is going to be Satan's man, the Antichrist, the man of lawlessness. And though history has seen this before, with the open season of believers, much of the persecution will be from religious institutions, just as it has been through, through history. Remember that there's also going to be during this time a one world religion. And they're going to be doing much of the persecution and the execution. So it will be the one world order that's going to allow for the persecution on this global scale. Let's imagine this. Everything's going. It's hell on earth. 
imagine this. You, I, you, you can, you can, you can set it up. If I was a movie producer, I would, I would set it up in, in such a way that, and, I, and they've probably done it. So you have the underground, and the underground, you have underground churches. Uh, there, they will be if. If there will be there will be a societal church, it will be the churches condoned by the government, but they were very very much regulated in what they say and what they do. But the underground churches is where you're going to find the truth. And with the underground churches, you they will have they might have a song or two, a hymn or two, but the center of their worship will be on the Word of God. And these will be they'll be taught by rabbis, they'll be taught by pastor teachers, and it'll be for the whole counsel of God's Word. Not just the not just the Hebrew canon, the Old Testament, or the Greek canon, the New Testament. There were there will be Jews that will be hungry, whereas before they would be rejecting the New Testament. Now they'd be hungry to hang on every word that's written in it, and uh, and it will bring them. It will. Uh, this is where we find in Revelation that blessed is he who learns these words. So, and the pastor will close his teaching for the day before sending them out back into the hostile world, and he will give them a comforting statement. And this may be this statement may be their what do you call rallying call? It may be something that maybe they can't hold out on their write on their shirts or print on things, but it will be held within their hearts. Matthew twenty four thirteen. But the one who endures till the end will be delivered, will be saved. So it's not. It will not be the rapture that these people are looking for. It will not be in the tribulation of saints. They're not looking to be ex anastasis out of here, to be exited out of here. They will be looking for to be saved, to be delivered. They will be looking for the coming of Christ to set up His regime, to destroy the Antichrist and uh, and the Antichrist regime. They're looking for to be that first generation to enter into the established kingdom of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ as He will establish it upon this earth. And that day was approaching when those who are on the side of righteousness will be delivered from the tyranny of the Antichrist and will be delivered to... Remember when we say salvation, it's not being saved just from something, but it's salvation being saved to something. So saved from the tyranny of the Antichrist to the millennial reign of Christ where he reigns for a thousand years. So the the rallying cry and it is the call for perseverance of the saints. The Calvinists will look at the perseverance of the saints who will relate it to the church. And they, they will say, well, you've got to live righteously and you've got to produce fruit. Otherwise, you are not believers in the Lord Jesus Christ. Otherwise, you're not saved. If you don't, if you don't look like you're saved, act like you're saved, know that you're saved, you're not saved. 
and they will use this as a perseverance of safe. You've got to persevere in righteousness if you're really safe. This is not the application, folks. This perseverance of safe has to do with those with those tribulational saints. Let's look at Revelation chapter 14. Then another angel, a third one, followed them, saying with a loud voice, If anyone worships a beast and his angels, angels and, and I'm sorry, and his image, and receives a mark on his forehead or on his hand, he also will drink of the wine of the wrath of God, which is mixed with full strength in the cup of his anger, and he will be tormented with fire and brimstone in the presence of the holy angels and in the presence of the Lamb. And the smoke of their torment goes up forever and ever. They will have no rest day and night. Those who worship the beast and his image and whoever receives the mark of his name. Here is the perseverance of the saints who keeps the commandments of God and their faith in Jesus. And I heard a voice from heaven saying, Right, blessed are the dead who die in the Lord from now on. Yes, says the Spirit. So that they may rest from their labors, for their deeds follow with them. The perseverance of the saints. So while... The reference to the perseverance of the saints has to do with going through the hell on earth. Standing firm in the hope of the return of the Lord Jesus Christ to begin His earthly reign. And they're looking forward to see... They're looking forward to what Jesus says to Nicodemus. That they do have to be born again. In every age, it's always faith. It's always faith. In every age, to Nicodemus, he says, "He says, lest ye be born again, you will not even see the kingdom of heaven." And that's the same with the with those that's going through these this tribulation. Unless they're born again, they're not going to see the kingdom of heaven established. Luke twelve thirty seven. Blessed are those slaves whom the Master will find on alert when He comes. Truly I say to you that He will gird Himself to serve and have them recline at the table and will come up and wait for them. Once again, I want to emphasize the point. This is not for church-age believers. Now, church-age believers, we are looking and we're readying ourselves and we're being ready to removed out of here, but we're not we're not being ready to look for the return of the Lord. We're looking to be brought brought out of this world to meet the Lord. So blessed are those slaves whom the master will find on alert when he comes. Truly, I say to you that he will gird himself to serve and have them recline at the table, and will come up and wait on them whether he comes in the second watch or the third watch and finds them so blessed are those slaves. 
So the tribulation is the showdown between God's Christ and Satan's Antichrist. Satan in his desperation is seeking just and and in physical fashion we saw Hitler, as I've already mentioned, in his desperation tried to destroy <laughs> it's beautiful. just watch. We shouldn't have our heads in the sand of what's going on in the world, but be discerning of of scripture and how it relates to scripture. And look at what Hitler was doing. And he, again, I'll, I'll repeat it. He lost the war because he was tying up assets that should have been used to fight the war to kill the Jews. They couldn't transport armament. They could not. They couldn't transport armament by railroad any longer because the railroads were being used to cart the Jews to their to the. Uh, concentration camps where they were going to be killed. Irrational hatred. And this is what the Antichrist is going to have. And this is what this is going to reflect the world. Let's move on into Matthew twenty four fourteen. This gospel of the kingdom. Okay, this is where our subject comes to. The gospel of the kingdom. That gospel euangelion, which means good news. And Basilea kingdom. The gospel of the kingdom shall be preached to the whole world as a testimony to all nations, and then the end will come. We're looking at at least two things that Jesus says will happen that will mark his coming. One is when they when the God's people say, Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. And here, the gospel of the kingdom, which is preached throughout the whole world. Here's another differentiation between the church age and what's going on in the tribulational age. There's a different gospel, folks. There is a, once again, just like salvation and love, There, we also have to take the gospel in context. And when John the Baptist began his ministry, it began with these words, Matthew 3, 2. Repent, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. For this is the one referred by Israel. And related to the Daniel's 70th week, the timing was right. And the kingdom was at at this point being offered, not to the world, but to the lost sheep of Israel. Jesus said, "I did not come for I did not come to the Gentiles, but I came. I didn't come to the dogs. I came to the lost sheep of Israel." And then, so these are the first words that were recorded in John the Baptist's ministry. And then there started the ministry of Jesus in Matthew 4, 17. And his words in 4, 17, from that time Jesus began to preach and say, Repent, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. After that there came 
in Luke chapter 10, the sending out of the 70. And, st- and there is also the message in Luke chapter 10 that Jesus, ha- Jesus instructs them to, to carry out. Verse Luke 10, 9. And heal those in it who are sick and say to them, The kingdom of God has come near to you. But some, something different happens. Notice, and uh, we're not going to go there, but in, uh, you read it for yourself, but look at Matthew 13. And all of a sudden, Jesus begins to speak in parables. All of a sudden, from that point on, you're not hearing the message any longer about the kingdom of heaven is at hand. And then we come to the Great Commission in Matthew 28 when He's sending out His apostles. Now, does He send out His apostles that go out into the world and preach the kingdom to the world? Oh, no. He doesn't say that. What's He say here? And Jesus came up and spoke to them saying, All authority has been given to Me in heaven and on earth. Go therefore and make disciples of all the nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit teaching them to observe all that I commanded you. And lo, I am with you always, even to the end of the earth. Quite a different message. The epistles do not center around the kingdom or building the kingdom or the kingdom to come. But it built, the epistles of that we find in the New Testament are centered around the spiritual life, the, the life of the believer. So what is the gospel message of our age, the church? That Jesus Christ provides eternal life. What's our gospel message? Which is different from, we're not preaching the kingdom. We're preaching the salvation of the soul. In Romans 1.16, Paul says, I'm not ashamed of God, for it is the power of God for salvation. To everyone who believes, to the Jew first, and then to the Greek. So the message that's gone out, the gospel message is to believe upon the Lord Jesus Christ and thou shalt be saved. Different from the kingdom message. It's not the kingdom message. The kingdom message is on hold. The, the message that's going out is, is the calling of the bride of Christ. So the hope, the confident expectation of those who receive the gospel is that in this age is the rapture or the exit resurrection. 1 Thessalonians 4.15 For this we say to you by the word of the Lord that we who are alive and remain until the coming of the Lord will not precede those who have fallen asleep. For the Lord himself will descend from heaven with a shout with the voice of the archangel and with the trumpet of God and the dead in Christ will rise first. Then we who are alive will remain and will be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air so that we shall always be with the Lord. Therefore, comfort one another with these words. So when the Lord returns after that, guess who's? It says we will always be with the Lord. So when the Lord returns to set up his kingdom, his bride is going to be with him. Amen? So the good news that was limited only to the lost sheep of Israel in Matthew 10 
now goes out to the whole world. And before he comes, this gospel of the kingdom will be preached to every nation. Father in heaven, thank you for this opportunity of serving or teaching this morning, serving thee by communicating your word. I pray, Heavenly Father, the Spirit will guide our words, guide guide the teacher, guide those who are discerning, discerning um, nature, open up their hearts for proper discernment, to be good Bereans, to continue to check scriptures to see that these things are right. And I pray, Heavenly Father, that as we continue on, let it be that in salvation we have believed, we've trusted in the Lord Jesus Christ for eternal life. In sanctification, Heavenly Father, let, us, let, the, let your word wash us and cleanse us and help us to walk straight in this life. And then as we continue to look forward to the day when we will be saved, when we will exit this body, whether in death or in rapture, and to receive our new bodies, a body that's absent from the fallen nature. We look forward to these things, continue to sanctify our hearts and minds to it. And these things we pray in Christ's name. Amen. All right, it's another fine day in the Lord. Keep your armor on. Keep fighting a good fight of faith. Lord willing, Spirit God, Rapture Pennant, we'll be back here in the AM. Yes. You can hear this message again, as well as previous lessons, and get notes by visiting us online at www.gchapel.org.